Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. This passing year has been a very interesting one. One that has shaken the foundation of many lives and many families. Many have lost their loved ones, lost their businesses. There are businesses that will never come back again. But one thing that we are assured in the word of God is in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse number 18, he said, In everything we should give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning each and every one of us. So regardless of what has happened in the past 12 months, regardless of what has happened in the course of this year, the Lord God Almighty is saying we should take time to rejoice because you are alive, I am alive. And so in many respects, this particular passing year has been a very, very unusual year for many, many people. But the challenge right now is not what has happened in the past. The challenge right now for many people is the uncertainty that surrounds the new year that we're about to enter. A lot of people are not sure of what the situation will look like. Many are not sure if there is going to be a change in the circumstances. Many are not sure of their own financial condition. But the Lord God Almighty who sits in Zion, he is the one that knows the end from the very beginning. Now, this situation that we are experiencing right now, it's not new. A similar situation happened in the time of scriptures. Bible makes us to understand that the children of Israel and Joshua, they were under the command of Moses for a very long time. They never thought that one day Moses was going to be translated into heaven. They never thought it possible that Moses was going to leave them one day. For years, Joshua and the children of Israel have enjoyed the leadership of Moses. Over the generations, they have enjoyed his counsel. They enjoyed his wisdom. They enjoyed his presence. And all of a sudden, Lord God Almighty, Moses was taken away from them. All of a sudden, Moses was no more. And they were not sure of what the future looks like. In the midst of this uncertainty, of this uncertain future, it was as if anxiety was reigning supreme in their midst. They were not sure how to proceed. It was in the midst of all this anxiety that the Lord spoke to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, reading from verse number 1, the Bible says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I have given you, as I said unto Moses. Here the Lord was trying to calm the nerves of Joshua. The Lord was basically telling Joshua, if you are going to successfully lead the nation into the future, if you are going to successfully lead these people into the promised land, you will have to forget the past. You will have to settle with the past. You will have to resolve never to let the past hold you hostage. And that is what the Lord is saying exactly to us today. The Lord is saying that if we are going to make the new year a blessed one, a fruitful one, a productive year, you have to let go of whatever you have experienced in this passing year. Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 43, if you read from verse number 18, it said, 
Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now we shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The Lord is basically saying, regardless of what you have experienced, regardless of the disappointment that you have gone through, regardless of the challenges that you have faced, you need to settle with those past so that you can benefit from what the Lord God Almighty has in store for us in the new year. He said to Joshua, he said, my servant Moses is dead. In other words, there's nothing you can do about it. This passing year has delivered its worst. This passing year has taken what it wanted to take. You can dwell on it for as long as you want, but it's not going to change anything. And the Lord is saying, remember you not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now we shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers and the desert. Where things appear impossible, I will do a new thing for you. In other words, don't let the loss and the pain and the disappointment of the past rob you of the future that the new year has in store for you. You have to settle to make sure that you are going to get the best. Regardless of what that thing is in the new year. Number two, the Lord was telling Joshua. He said to make the best of the future that you are about to enter... You must cut a new vision of what is possible. Yes, we know what was possible in, in this passing year. But you must be able to renew your vision to see what the Lord can do with you and do with what is in your hand. The Bible says, my servant Moses is dead. Now, therefore, go over this Jordan. In other words, forget about what you have seen. Renew your vision of what is possible. You had an idea of what the future looked like under Moses. You had an idea of what the future looked like when Moses was in charge. Now that you are the person in charge, you need to renew that vision. There was something that you thought about when we started this passing year. And now the year has delivered what you wanted to deliver. And now that particular vision had to be renewed. You have to be able to look and say, okay, what does the Lord have in store for me? What is the Lord saying? In the passing year, with all that you experience, there is a picture in your mind that you need to renew if you are going to benefit from what this year has to offer. Now that you are about to cross into the new year, you have to be able to look and say, okay, what is the Lord preparing for me? You have to get a renewed vision. And why is the Bible telling you that? Because the Bible says where there is no vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. In other words, if you cannot renew the vision, if you cannot see what God has in store for you in the new year, there is a strong probability that you may not get anything. And that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You cannot make progress in the new year if you have no idea what God has prepared and made available for you. Number three, the Lord was telling Joshua, the Lord said, for you to be able to unlock your portion in the promised land that I have promised to your people, you must discipline and equip yourself to take advantage of opportunities. Look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. The Lord said, every place the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I have given unto you. Which means it requires discipline. It requires you to equip yourself to be able to tread upon the places that the Lord will give unto you. You cannot sit down, fold your hand and expect that the Lord will deliver the goods to you. Proverbs 22 verse 29 tells us, he says, seest thou a diligent man in his business? He shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mean men. In other words, if you don't take the time to discipline yourself and to equip yourself, opportunities will present themselves in the new year. But if you are not ready for it, they will just walk away. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. First Corinthians chapter 9, reading from verse number 24, the Bible tells us, He said, Know ye not that those who run the race run all, but one receives the prize. He says, So run that you may obtain. 
In other words, run with a purpose. Run with discipline. He said, every man that strives for mastery is temperate in all things. That means he disciplines himself in all things. That now that they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we do it so that we can obtain an incorruptible crown. I therefore run, not as uncertain. I fight, not as one that beats the air. Verse number 27 now says, but I keep my body under. Which means I discipline my body. And I bring it unto subjection. Lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself shall be a castaway. In other words, you must discipline yourself if you hope to get the best that the new year has in store for you. You cannot live carelessly and expect to get the results of what God has in store for you. Number four, God was telling Joshua, God was saying, Joshua, accessing and unlocking your portion in the promised land requires you to rest on the faithfulness of the almighty God. You cannot doubt God and expect God to perform on your behalf. The Bible says no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, God has not changed. I was with Moses all throughout the wilderness. I will be with you. What I promised to do with Moses, I will do for you. What I did for Moses, I will do for you. He said, as I was with Moses, I will do for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Numbers 23 verse 19. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. He has he said it and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? In other words, accessing and unlocking your portion in the promised land for this new year that you are about to enter requires you to trust that God will deliver on his promises. Because if you don't trust him, why would you walk with him? If you don't trust him, why would you pray? If you don't trust him, nothing happens. The Bible said the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. If you have no expectation of what God will do, why would the Lord Almighty deliver for you? So that's what the Lord was telling Joshua. Say you must, at one point in time, rest on the faithfulness of the Almighty God. Rest on the fact that God will do what God said he would do. And then finally the Lord said to Joshua, God told Joshua, that accessing and unlocking his portion in the promised land, leading the people to be able to possess their possession, requires him to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God. And that is the most important thing. Say, Joshua, in everything you do, you have to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God. And he told him in verse number 8 of Joshua chapter 1, he said, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your ways prosperous and then you will have good success. In other words, God is telling Joshua to make success of the next phase of your life. To make success in the new year. For you to be able to enter into the new year and have the new year deliver unto you, you must learn how to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God by living according to the scriptures. He said, this book of the law must not depart from your hand. You must cultivate my presence by keeping the book of the law close to you. Read the Bible. God was telling Joshua, you must cultivate my presence by meditating on that word. The Bible makes us to understand that whatever instruction that God gave us is not because he wants to make God better. I hope you understand that. God is not going to be a bigger God today tomorrow because you obeyed him. I hope you know that. Whatever instruction God gave you, he gave you for your own benefit. If the Lord said tight, it's not because God wants more money. It's because he wants to bless you. If the Lord said pray, it's because he wants to answer your prayer. 
So the Lord is saying, you must cultivate my presence by keeping the book of the law close to you. You must cultivate my presence by meditating on the word of God day and night. You must cultivate my presence by doing according to all that is written. It is when you do these things that you can be sure that the new year will deliver for you. God was telling Joshua, that is how you make success of the new year. And the Lord is telling you and I that that is the way we can make this new year Open up for us and begin to deliver on his promises. That is how you access your divine portion in the new year. Exodus 3 verse 15 was telling us how Moses said, Lord, unless your presence go with me, I'm not ready to go. I am not going to move. And the Bible tells us that anytime the tent was set, unless the cloud moves, Moses is not going anywhere. The Bible says that the Lord was with Moses. And the Lord spoke to Moses. And the Lord did a lot of things through Moses because Moses knew how to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God. The question is, what does it mean to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God? What does it mean? To cultivate the presence of the Almighty God means to draw near to the Almighty God on a daily basis. It means to proclaim your trust and your hope in Him on a daily basis. It means to build your relationship with the Almighty God on a daily basis. To maintain that closeness. To have that fellowship with Him on a daily basis. And that's why Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 tells us. He said, then you shall call upon me and go and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. That is what it means to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God. When you are conscious that God is with you. When you are conscious that God is present where you are. When you are conscious of his power around you. This tells us that when you are cultivating the presence of the Almighty God, it is a choice that you make. When you are building a relationship with the Almighty God, it is a choice that you make. It is a decision that you make. We decide whether we want to get close to God or we don't want to get close to God. We decide if we want to pray, bring the word of God, fellowship with God, or don't do all those things. So cultivating the presence of the Almighty God is a choice and a decision that we make. Then you shall call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. It's a decision. It's a choice. And the Lord is saying that if you want to maintain my presence this coming year, if you want to cultivate my presence this coming year, you need, you need to make up your mind. Make up your mind. Is this something that I want to do or is this something that I just want to just play around with? Do I want to continue to play church or do I really want to benefit from a relationship with the Almighty God? Number two, cultivating the presence of the Almighty God requires your focus and your passion. There has to be something that you focus your attention on. Because there's going to be distraction. There's going to be a lot of things that will take your attention away from the presence of the Almighty God. And the Lord is saying that you need to focus and you need to be passionate about developing a relationship with the Almighty God. Number three, it requires discipline and determination. Because there are days when you don't feel like praying. There are days when you will not feel like reading the Word of God. There are days when you don't feel like reading the Bible. But the Lord is saying, if you want to cultivate my presence, you need to be disciplined and be determined to be able to maintain that relationship. The question is, why is it necessary for you to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God as we enter into the new year? Why? Why is it necessary? My brothers and sisters, it is necessary because the presence of the Almighty God, according to Psalm 16 verse 11, in the presence of the Almighty God, there is fullness of joy. And I will tell you one thing. Look at anyone who does not have joy in their spirits. They never have anything good to say about anybody or about God. But look at the people who are always moving forward. Look at the people who are always rejoicing. You'll find out that progress becomes their portion. 
Happy people are the people that can hear from God. Happy people are the people who can maintain the presence of the Almighty God because the Bible says that you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I can imagine when you got into the court of heaven. It's a happy place. You don't see people who are depressed. That is why when you look at the things that God creates, you see the colors. You see the beauty. You see the diversity. It tells you that the God that we serve is a joyful God. And the Lord is saying, if you are going to cultivate his presence, you have to enter his presence with thanksgiving. And that's why God does not want you to do anything for him by force. He doesn't want you to do anything for him by coercion. That's why he wants you to do things because you are happy doing it. Number two, the presence of the Almighty God provides security. Bible tells us in Psalm 91 verse 1. He said, he that dwells in the sacred place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. There is security in the presence of the Almighty God. I want to see the devil that will touch you when you are in the presence of the Almighty God. It's not possible. The presence of the Almighty God, there's not only joy, but it provides security. Number three, it provides deliverance. The Bible says, surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fire, from the noisome pestilence. When you are in the presence of the Almighty God, the Lord delivers you. Not only that, he provides covering for you. He says, he shall cover thee with his feather, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. There is a covering that comes upon you. When you are in the presence of the Almighty God, that no devil is able to touch you. Not only that, he provides what I call, what is called a divine exemption. In the presence of the Almighty God, there is divine exemption. You have heard me say it several times from this pulpit. The Bible tells us in Psalm 91 verse 7, it says, A thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand side, but will not come near you. That is what is called divine exemption. When the whole world is experiencing difficulty, the Bible makes us to understand that when there was darkness in Egypt, there was a light in Goshen. That is what is called divine exemption. But most importantly, it is necessary for us as the children of God to cultivate the presence of the Almighty God as we enter into the new year because in the presence of the Almighty God, you receive what is called divine guidance. You receive what is called divine guidance. Psalm 32 verse 8. The Lord is giving you the assurance of what he's going to do. He's giving us a commitment that he wants to lead his people. He said, I will instruct thee. I will teach thee in the way thou shalt go. I will guide you with my own eyes. In other words, if you make a mistake, it's not because I'm not telling you. It's because you are not listening. If you wander off, it's not because I'm not giving you instruction. It's because we are not listening. If you do not know what to do, it's not because I'm not telling you. It's because you are not paying attention. So when you cultivate the presence of the Almighty God, as you enter into the new year, the Lord Almighty guides your step. And He makes sure that you never go wrong. And for us to access our divine portion in the new year, we need divine guidance so that we can be able to cultivate His presence and be able to receive the instruction that you need. Access to our divine portion is a function of divine guidance that comes from cultivating His presence. The closer you are to him, the more you hear his voice. The closer you are to him, the more you receive the instruction. The closer you are to him, the more you begin to have access to the secrets of the kingdom. And the question is, why is this divine guidance so important? Especially now that you are about to enter into a new year. Why is it very important? My brothers and sisters, it's important because without divine guidance, life is lived in the dark. When God is not giving you instruction... When you are not hearing from the Almighty God, it's like you are living in the dark. 
Isaiah 59 verse 10 tells us, he said, we grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in a desolate place as dead men. That's what happened to people who have no idea what the Lord is saying. You have no idea what God has prepared for him. And there are many in the church today who are just living like that. Living as if we are in the dark. Living as if we have no one who knows the end. That is what happens when a child of God does not know how to live according to divine guidance. Number two, when we live our lives without divine guidance, we lack the direction that we need. The Bible says, thus says the Lord. It says, stand by the road and look and ask for the ancient path where the good way is, walk in it, and find rest for your soul. But look at what Jeremiah says. It says, but they say, we will not walk in it. God gives you direction when you get divine guidance. He said, just ask for it. He said, stand in the way. Ask for the ancient path. When you walk in it, you will then find rest for your soul. But when you don't have the guidance of the Almighty God, especially as you go into the new year, there will be uncertainty. There will be fear. And there will be unrest in the soul. Number three, without divine guidance, life becomes a game of chance. And that's why people invest in business without knowing what they're doing. They begin to do things without even asking questions from the Lord. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof is way of death. People do things because they think that is the right thing to do. But they have not received instruction from the Almighty God. They have not understood what the Lord wants them to do in the new year. And as long as you are living without divine guidance, life becomes a game of chance. And then life also becomes a burden. Life becomes a burden for a person who has no understanding where they are going. And then life ultimately becomes a failure when you don't have an understanding of the direction that God wants you to go. Because you are just trying everything. You are just walking as if you are in the dark. You are just putting your hands into things because other people are doing it. You don't know what the Lord has in store for you. You now begin to live a life, a life of frustration. And eventually, failure attends to that particular person. The Bible says where there is no cancer, the people fall. The people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. When the Lord gives you instruction for your life, especially as you are crossing into a new year, you find that you know what to do. You begin to see the path more clearly. And when you seek divine guidance as you enter into the new year, you will notice that the Lord will begin to show you the way to go. He begins to open your eyes. The things that you don't see before the Lord begins to show you. And that's why he says, Psalm 119 verse 105. He said, the Lord, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path." When you get divine guidance, he shows you the way to go. He shows you the path to follow. It's not just where you are going. He tells you exactly what to do, what you must not do. The people to associate with, the people you should not associate with, the things you should invest in, the things you must not invest in. The Lord shows you the way to go and the path to take. Not only that, he reveals secret things unto you. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says that the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which he reveals belong to us and our children, that we may do all the words of the Lord. The Lord will reveal secret things unto you when you are guided by Him. My brothers and sisters, when you seek divine guidance as you enter into the new year, you will notice that God will begin to show you the end from the very beginning. You will appear as if you have a secret formula. You are seeing things before they happen. You see the result before these things begin to happen. 
There are things that people will tell you, you can say, no, I know what the result will look like. Because the Lord has opened your eyes to see. You begin to know things. You begin to see things even before they happen. You know the end from the very beginning. Isaiah 46 verse 10 tells us that. He said, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. That's what happens when you are guided by the Almighty God. And not only that, the race of life becomes easy. Especially when you know where you're going. It's a lot easier for you. Compared to a person who has no idea what tomorrow looks like. Who has no idea what God has in store for you. But for you, who knows where you're going, the Bible makes us to understand that the grace to run the race of life is given unto you. And the journey becomes a lot easier. The bodies become lighter. Paul the apostle, knowing where he was going, was easy for him to be able to serve the Lord. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 8, he says, Henceforth is laid for me a crown of righteousness, who the Lord, the righteous joy, shall give to me at that day. And not me only, but unto all them that love his appearance. That's why Paul was able to do what he was able to do. Because he has already seen the crown of glory that was given unto him. And please understand one thing that I want to see here tonight. Not everyone who sits in church have the experience of receiving guidance from the Almighty God. The day you begin to hear from the Almighty God, everything changes in your life. The day you begin to receive instruction from Him, your life will change, your business will change, everything concerning you will change. But not everybody has access to that guidance. And the question is, how do you receive guidance from the Lord that will allow you to unlock your own divine portion? How do you receive that guidance? How do you begin to position yourself to access what God has in store for you? To position yourself to access what God has in store for you, number one, you must be born again. John chapter 10 verse 4 says, And when he put forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. There's a relationship between him and his sheep. The Lord cannot guide you when you don't belong to him. The Lord cannot give you instruction when you are not his own. There has to be that experience of salvation and experience of being born again. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You have to have that relationship with the Almighty God. Number two, there has to be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when I mean baptism of the Holy Spirit, I mean, I mean serious encounter with the Almighty God. Why is that important? Look at John chapter 16 verse number 12. The Bible says that I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? When the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Because the spirit of God will illuminate your heart. Will teach you what you need to know. Will open your eyes to see what you need to see. He said there are so many instructions that you need that I want to give you right now. But because the spirit of God is not here, here your mind is not enlarged enough to be able to receive it. When you receive the Spirit of God, when you receive that particular outpouring, when you receive the endowment of power from heaven, you become like Peter, who was hiding a few days ago, but was able to stand before the people and declare the word of God. He said, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truths. He said, you don't have to think of what to say. He said, as soon as you open your mouth, the Spirit of the Almighty God will give you what to say. That is why you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, for you to position yourself for divine guidance, you need the fear and the meekness in your life. You need the fear of God and you need meekness. What is man that feareth God? Him shall the Lord teach the way he shall choose. If you fear and you reverence the Almighty God, 
and you humble yourself in his presence and you know that you do not know and you know that you need his instruction, you need his guidance, the Lord Almighty will do what? He will teach you in the way that he himself chooses. He will put you in the path that you need to follow. And as long as you stay in the path of the Almighty God, you can never fail because you are backed up by the resources of heaven. Not only that, how do you position yourself for divine guardians? You position yourself for divine guardians by separating yourself unto the Almighty God. You separate yourself unto the Almighty God. Look at Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1. The Bible says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, a trumpet talking to me, which said, look at what the trumpet tells him. I said, come up hither, and I will show you things which must be thereafter. You have to get out of the crowd to hear his voice. You have to separate yourself for you to receive guidance. He cannot talk to you in the party. He cannot talk to you in the clubhouse. He cannot talk to you when you are distracted. You have to be separated. And the Lord Almighty says, come up here. And I will show you the things that must happen. There has to be that separation for you to be able to receive divine ideas. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.